You are listening to Mrs. Miracle's Music Room Podcast, episode number one. everyone, this is Aileen Miracle from Mrs. Miracle's Music Room, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. This podcast will be about tips for productivity, and it's my first podcast. Now, you may be thinking, oh, I've listened to your podcast before. Um, I did have a podcast in the iTunes store about a year ago, and I had maybe six podcasts that I uploaded to the store, and I decided to take those down and to just start over from scratch Um, And I'm hoping to do one every two weeks. I'm I'm shooting for one every second Wednesday. So make sure if you subscribe in iTunes, then you will get a notification when a new episode hits the store. So like I said, I wanted to talk today about tips for productivity. With the new year coming up, I think that productivity is probably on a lot of your minds. Um, You might have a New Year's resolution to be more productive Or you might have a New Year's resolution that really kind of pivots on being more productive. Like if your resolution is to spend more time with your family, then um, productivity can help you do that. So um, I have 10 tips here today that will hopefully help you be more productive and help you reach at least some of those New Year's resolutions. Um, So the first one I wanted to talk to to you today about is a daily to-do list. So I am all about to-do lists. I just love writing a list and checking things off. And I have even been known to, after I've already finished a task, write it on my to-do list just to cross it off. There's something about it that's really calming to me. Um, So the to-do list that I wanted to talk about, though, is one that is broken down by day. And I have a calendar pad at work that's like this, um, that has like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on it. And It just has, you know, space to write your to-do list for that day. And the reason I love that so much is sometimes I think of something that needs to be done, like maybe I need to send home a letter to parents about an upcoming program, but I don't really need to do that until Wednesday, and today's Monday, so um, I can write it on Wednesday's to-do list. So it's off of my mind, it's written down, I know it needs to be done, it's not nagging at me, and then when I get to Wednesday, I can go ahead and do it. It just really helps me to break things down so that each day I can get done what I need to and I'm not overwhelmed by all of the tasks that have to be done during the week. So the to-do list that I use is from Blair Turner Paper. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. And if you're wondering, well, how do I get to the show notes? If you go to www.mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com, if you go to my blog, and then up on top, you'll see podcasts. You can go ahead and click that and go to podcast number one, and then I'll put any information or links um, that I need to in the show notes. So I'll put a link to Blair Turner paper, but um, I really love her calendar, uh, her desktop calendar. I've been using it for um, a couple years now, and it just really helps me break things down. And it's beautiful. It's just pretty paper. So I really love it. Another one that you could use is by Creative Clips um, in her stores on Etsy. Again, I'll leave that in the show notes. Hers is not a calendar size, so it's a little bit smaller, but um, some of you might like that better. And again, it has 
list, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday kind of thing. And then you can write down what you need to. And I just find it really, really helpful. I keep that at work. You could have one at work and one at home or one that travels with you in your bag. But I like to have uh, the calendar pad on my desk at school and I just write down school tasks on it. So it really just uh, it helps me out um, so that it's not overwhelming. My second tip for productivity is to group like tasks together. This is one I heard, I don't know, a couple years ago, and it really resounded with me. Um, and what I mean by this is, let's say, you know, you, you're sitting down, you have your planning time, and you have you're looking at your to-do list and you have all these things that you need to get done in the you know 35 minutes you have or the 50 minutes you have. Um, I like to group like tasks together. So if, for example, if um, I know I need to pick a few things up in the office, I need to check my mailbox and I need to print something to the printer. I don't have a printer in my room. It's in the office. That's the closest one I can get to. Then I will print what I need to the printer and I'll pick the things up in the office at the same time so that I'm not making two different trips. Um, another example is if I have on my to-do list that there are two different people I need to email, then I will do both of those things at the same time because you kind of get in this email mode where things just go quicker because you know, you're doing that first task and then you can um, go ahead and finish that second task even quicker because you're just, I don't know, I, I just feel like you're in that mode. And then a third example would be if you're lesson planning. So instead of writing a fifth grade lesson plan and then going and picking things up at the printer and getting coffee and then coming back and trying to write a second lesson, I try to do both of them at the same time because just like you're, you get in email mode, you can get into lesson planning mode um, where just things go quicker because you, you've been sitting down working on it. So that has helped me just to, as I'm looking at my to-do list, I group those like tasks together and get them done even quicker. My third tip for productivity is to schedule your socializing, which is going to sound really antisocial, and I apologize for that. I will admit I'm a little bit of, I'm kind of in between being an introvert and extrovert, but if I had to pick one, I would probably pick introvert. Um, I do get a little bit more energy when I'm sitting by myself. Um, kind of reflecting on my day or just get, you know, that five or 10 minutes by myself, it gives me more energy to, to have when I'm around people. Um, so some of you might be social butterflies, you might be totally extroverted. But I do feel like whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, if you set aside time to socialize instead of doing it whenever it kind of suits your fancy, then um, you, you'll be more productive. So um, for me, I give myself some time in the morning. I, I have to get to work at 8.20 and I don't have to start teaching until 9.15. So I give a little time in the morning where, you know, I might go down to the art room or go down to the library and socialize with my friends before I sit down to do some work. Now, if someone starts socializing with you at a quote-unquote non-scheduled time, um, you could say, um, why don't you walk with me? Or, you know, I'm listening. I just need to get a few things done right now. Um, not that you're being antisocial, but just so they know, hey, I have this, this, and this that I need to do right now. And you're welcome to come talk with me, but I might be kind of working a little bit on things as you're talking. And obviously, if you have a friend who really needs your undivided attention, you know, things happen and they need a shoulder to cry on or whatever, then put down what you need to put down and listen to them. But I do find it helpful 
you know, to have that time set aside so that you're not just socializing all day because you could really take a lot of time to socialize and then you don't have much time to get your work done. My fourth tip for productivity is to tweak previous lesson plans. And here's what I mean by that. Um, You might be using um, brand new lesson plans every single year. I used to handwrite all of my lesson plans. And when I did that, I would kind of look on previous lesson plans to see what I did. But I was pretty much rewriting everything by hand and, you know, kind of in a way starting over from scratch. But ever since I started typing my lesson plans on computer, I've been able to copy and paste from previous years into new lesson plans. Now, I don't mean that you are reusing a lesson plan verbatim from a previous year because, you know, your, your kids change and they're maybe at slightly different places in the curriculum and maybe there are just different issues with the kids. Um, their learning styles a little bit different or they need different things. So I don't mean that you completely reuse the lesson plans verbatim from a previous year, but that you take chunks of them, the chunks that are, you know, have really been successful in years past and you copy and paste that section and you add a new section. Maybe you went to a great workshop this year and you want to try out something that you learned this year. It still gives you the flexibility to do that. But I have found when I, you know, copy and paste from years past and kind of start with a good foundation like that, it is so much less time consuming to write a lesson plan because you have such a great foundation to start with. When I have written lesson plans really from scratch where I don't have anything from previous years that will work, it really takes me twice as long to write that lesson plan. Whereas if I sit down and I copy and paste this and this and this from this lesson plan and this from another lesson plan and kind of put it together that way and then tweak as I need to and smooth over the transitions, it is just, it really goes so much quicker. Now, if you're looking for an example of a lesson plan, um, I do have some free lesson plans in my store. If you go to my store at uh, Teachers Pay Teachers, if you search for Aileen Miracle, and then you go on the left-hand side, there are a bunch of categories. And if you go to the category that says lesson plans, then you will find um, some free lesson plans that you can kind of take a look at, and you would be able to copy and paste from previous years. I also have paid lesson plans that are like for whole semesters, so I have, or whole years. So I have a whole year of first grade, whole year of kindergarten, whole year of second grade. I'm currently working on a whole year of third grade. Um, But if you want to start first with the free lesson plans, just to kind of see how I set that up, you'll get an idea of what I mean by, you know, copying and pasting these three activities and then adding your own activity, your own spin onto it. It really is such a time saver. My fifth tip for productivity is to use long range planning. Um, I've talked a lot about this before in blog posts, and I do have some YouTube tutorials, which I will leave a um, link in the show notes with my um, year planning tutorial on YouTube. Um, I have found yearly planning to be so helpful. It does take some time, and I usually work on it in the summer, so it does take some time in the summer to sit down and look at uh, how you're going to long-range plan for each grade level. But once you have that document that has, you know, here's what I want to do in August, here's what I want to do in September, here are my goals for the year. It really is, it goes even quicker with lesson planning because, you know, you can, like I said in the previous tip, you could look at 
the previous year's lesson plan, copy and paste a little bit. You can look at the year plan, see what you want them to do that week. And it's just so much easier than sitting down as I used to, like my first year of teaching and going, huh, what should they do this week? You have such a clear focus as to what you want the kids to learn and do each week. And another tutorial that um, might be helpful for you as far as long range planning goes is a song list tutorial. Song lists are really helpful in figuring out, and I like to do it in August, like I like to do the year plans in August or, you know, late July. And with the song list, this helps you come up with a list of songs you want to teach each grade level. And the song lists are categorized by concepts, you know, rhythmic concepts, melodic concepts, improvisation, listening, anything that could be used or could be integrated in with the teaching of the song. So um, I really have found that to be a time saver too. Because again, sometimes you're sitting down and you're like, what should I do with my kids? Well, if you're able to look at your song list, if you're able to look at your year plans, it's really, really helpful. And something that I'm planning on using as we go back to school in January is a monthly planning template. And with this, um, you know, sometimes you have the year plan, you have your song list. You might also be looking at a PPP or a concept plan. So you have all this information to work from to write your lesson plans. But the monthly planning template is something that I think is really useful when you're kind of in a time crunch and you want to make sure that the students are learning everything they need to. Um, a good example of this is when you're getting ready for a program. So I have a program coming up in late February for my third and fourth graders. And that's why I really want to sit down and work on that monthly planning template so that I can make sure that the kids know they learn all of the songs they need to. They learn all, the, all of the dances. They're introduced to the book that the program is based on, all of that good stuff. We have time to audition for narrators, everything like that. Um, now, the template that I'm talking about, I will leave a link in the show notes. If you sign up for my email list, then you can get that for free. You can just go ahead and download it after you subscribe. And if you've already subscribed for my email list, if you do it again, I won't send you duplicate emails. I'll make sure that you're only on my list once, but you'll be able to get that freebie by signing up for the email list, even if you've done it before. Um, and like I said, that's just something that's really been helpful for me to make sure that in a time crunch kind of situation, they um, are completely familiar with everything that they need to be. And it does it, you know, help you be more productive and help you save time because you just have that document you can look at whenever you need to, whenever you're lesson planning to make sure they're where they need to be. My next tip for productivity is to find a planner that works for you. So for a couple of years now, I have been using my, the music teacher planner that I have on Teachers Pay Teachers. I'll put a link in the show notes about that. And that um, has been helpful for me at work. But I haven't really had a planner at home that has been something that, you know, I've really stuck with. You know, I'm one of those people, I get a planner and then I use it for the first two weeks and then I kind of forget about it. So maybe about a month ago, I decided that I really wanted to find a planner that I would stick with and that would really work for me. Um, and I found one on erincondren.com. A lot of you might be familiar with Erin Condren. I know it's kind of a common planner for teachers to have. So she has teacher planners in her store, but then she also has what she calls life planners. And since I already had the planner at school that I was using, I really felt like I wanted one that was just 
you know, for the rest of my life. And not that I couldn't put teaching items on it, but that it could be more comprehensive. So I went ahead and um, took the plunge and bought a planner. It's a little bit pricier than planners that I've paid for before. I believe I spent about $50 on it. Um, it is personalized. It's really beautiful. And I did buy one for my 12-year-old my as well because I knew that she would really get into that. She was pretty excited to get it. So, so really my advice, whether or not you're, you know, going to Erin Condren or you're finding some other planner, you know, at Staples or Office Max or Target or whatever, is to really try to find one that works for you. When I was sitting down and looking at the Erin Condren planners, I really tried to be mindful of which kind of planner I would use the most. Um, the one that I bought on Erin Condren has three vertical columns um, for each day that you can, you know, write your tasks in. And I felt like that would kind of fit the way that my brain thinks um, the best. So really kind of just be mindful of what works for you. What do you know that you'll stick with? And um, with the Erin Condren one, I think because it was a little bit more money than I typically would pay for a planner, I think I'm going to stick with it more. And it's just beautiful. And what's awesome about that company is, and I don't, I'm not getting any kind of kickback for telling you about this, but um, what's really awesome about her planners is they, um, besides just being personalized and beautiful, they also send some free stuff that you haven't even asked for along with the planner. So it comes in this really gorgeous box and then you get this free, you know, these free items that you haven't even asked for. So I'm really excited about using it for my life at home. So like I said, I might put some teaching things in there, but I think I'm going to keep it to, you know, home life and, you know, my blog and the podcast and that kind of thing. Um, so I can write items down that way. I've also been using a site called Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O.com. Um, and that's been really helpful to just have a visual. There's a, a way to use a the calendar feature um, on a board. So you kind of create a board like you would Pinterest, and then you can add the calendar feature and kind of switch back and forth between the normal view and the calendar view. And you can add color-coded cards that have what you're supposed to do each day. Um, so there are tutorials on the site if you want to check it out. It's free. There is a paid feature where you can get, you know, some more features on the site. But I'm just using the free free feature right now, a free account right now, and it's been really helpful so far. So that's Trello. All right, my next tip for productivity, just kind of barreling through these, is grocery planning. Um, so this is kind of more home life focused. Um, I heard a tip a while ago, and I don't even remember where I heard it, but I thought it was a great tip. And that is to plan a grocery trip where you simply go down the aisles and figure out what is where so you can make a list by aisles. So what I mean by that is let's say you shop at Kroger. That's where I always go. And let's say aisle seven is cereal and breakfast bars. And you go ahead and write that on your list. Aisle seven, cereal, breakfast bars, because you know those are items that you usually get when you go to the grocery store. Um, and let's say aisle six is spices and like ethnic foods. And you usually get something in that aisle. You can write six and write those things down in that aisle as well. And then you can type up a list that has aisle one, you know, things that are in aisle one, aisle two, things that are typically in aisle two. And then you take it with you every time you go to the store and you can actually kind of use that as a guide to write down your shopping list. So, you know, under aisle one, you can write down 
the fruit that you need because that's the produce aisle, let's say. Um, and under aisle two, you can write down the organic things that you want because that's the second aisle or whatever. Um, and it's just, I think, a way to really help you save time at the grocery store because sometimes you go to the grocery store and especially, you know, if you go to the grocery store hungry and let's say there are people there who are, you know, giving away free samples of food, it's just really easy for the grocery store to kind of be a time suck and to take a long time. So it's just a neat little tip to help you save a little bit of time at the grocery store. And the second tip I have for grocery planning is I um, downloaded a free app called Buy Me a Pie, which is available on the iTunes store as well as the Google Play store. And this helps you, um, it's kind of like the same idea as the going down the aisles and figuring out what's where, because it helps you, it has you color code things that you're getting at the grocery store. So you can color code by section of the store. So like all your produce can be green and all of your organic items could be like red or whatever. Um, and I have found, and then I found it to be really useful. And then like, as you go down each aisle and you get whatever you need to, and you put it in the cart, then you can check it off the list and it disappears. So that's a really great one to help you save time as well. I feel like I spend easily five less minutes at the store because I'm using that app. My next tip for getting um, for getting more productive is to get off social media. And I don't mean completely get off social media, but I just mean spend a little bit less time on social media or, um, you know, kind of schedule your time for social media. You might even make it a reward for yourself after you have done a task like vacuuming the living room. Okay, well now I get 15 minutes on Facebook or whatever that is. Um, I just have noticed that I have spent more and more time um, the last several months on social media and uh, it really can just drain your time and your energy. So I, I've really tried to spend less time on that or, you know, tell myself, okay, I'm going to spend 15 minutes on Facebook. I'm going to kind of catch up on what my friends are doing, and then I'm going to be done. Now, I have found some Facebook groups to be like really productive and positive. Um, I do have a Facebook group called Mrs. Miracles chat room, which I'll link to in the show notes. Um, and with that, I, I really enjoyed that one because each day we have like a different topic we're talking about. So, you know, classroom management on Monday or tech tips on Tuesday, or wacky stories that have happened in your classroom on Wednesday, or whatever that is, I find that, you know, kind of fun and interesting to read those and helpful because people will leave great tips. Um, like Folk Dance Friday is one that we've been doing on Fridays, and I've gotten some really great tips for different folk dances to try out. And that seems really productive to me because I'm learning something, I'm getting, you know, something that's helpful for my classroom without being sucked down the hole of Facebook. Um, so kind of look at what groups you're on or what um, things you've been doing on Facebook that have been helpful and productive and try to stick with those. And then when you see something that's a little bit distracting, like you know a BuzzFeed article or a, a political argument, maybe try to stay away from those if you know that it's just gonna waste time and it's, it's not gonna be productive at all. I listened recently to a podcast by Michael Hyatt, which again, I'll link to in the show notes. And that um, was really interesting. He talked about the effect of technology on us as humans and um, how some 
studies are now showing that people as a whole are more depressed and they're linking that to social media. So I'm, I'm not trying to say, you know, don't be on social media at all. It's just going to depress you. But I think if you, you know, are just mindful about what is helpful to you on social media and how much time you want to spend on social media. And there might be times when you want to close your computer or put down your phone and just spend time with your family. I think it will make us happier and it will make us more productive. My last tip for today for productivity is about cleaning out your email inbox. Um, This has been something that has really weighed on me probably for a few years. Honestly, I've gotten to the point where I get so many emails a day and I want to reply to every single one, but it's just overwhelming, you know, um, Recently, I listened to a podcast by Amy Porterfield. She has a podcast called Online Marketing Made Easy, which most of you probably um, wouldn't be interested in if you're not, you know, if you don't have some kind of online business like I do. But um, this particular podcast would be useful for anybody to listen to. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well. And the people that she talks to that she interviews for the podcast, um, I talk about just kind of productivity in general and how to organize your life in general, but then they have some really, really specific and wonderful tips for organizing your email inbox, which if I'll just go ahead and have you listen to that podcast, I'm not going to try to give you the tips myself because I won't be as good at it, but it was so helpful to me. I have now organized my inbox like they say to into different folders And I'm not perfect about it. There are still some emails lingering in my inbox that I need to respond to. But I kind of look forward to email now, whereas before it was just something I really dreaded. But because I have a system for cleaning out my inbox and for replying to people in a timely manner, I just feel so much better about it. And it has helped me be more productive and um respond to those people that are waiting for a response from me. So I highly recommend checking that out as well. Now, while you're there um, in the show notes, there is a bonus tip that I'm going to leave for you in the show notes. And like I said, to get there, you can just go to www.mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com, click on podcast, and then click on podcast number one. So those are my 10 tips for productivity for the new year or for really whenever you're listening to this. I hope that they have been helpful for you and I would love to hear any tips you have as well. So feel free to leave a review in iTunes with more tips that have been helpful for you or you can also leave a comment on the page on my blog that has the show notes. I'd love to hear what has worked for you. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day.